Welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast, the most influential and listened to podcast in auto detailing. Welcome to the community. Hi, welcome to the Pints and Polishing Podcast. I'm Marshall. That's Nick. You can find us at hypercleanstore.com or go to Hyperclean Specialist Group on Facebook. And Nick, it, it is starting to get better here. We're starting to do better here at HQ. And so to commemorate, I ran down to a gas station because I still don't have a really great uh, beer cooler that's really cooling down the beer in the refrigerator. So, all right, Dustin Stanley, here we go. I grabbed some Twisted Tea just for you. He's a big Twisted Tea fan. I'm going to dive into this Twisted Tea, and I'm excited because I found somebody new. I found somebody oh, yeah? new that, well, for me it's new and it's funny. And it's the guy that says he's new. This guy cracks me up, right? I was scrolling through the other day, and I find this guy, and this is the funniest one, is it got me in the state club, right? So I'm in this state club group on Facebook, and he sets it up perfectly, right? He introduces himself. First timer, right? That's why they always start off. First time, long time. (laughs) (laughs) How'd I do? Right. That's what they all the how do I do yeah. guy. Man, yeah. those guys kill me. So he has it set up right. It looks perfect. It looks like a really nice New York strip. For those of you in the Midwest, apparently Nick and I have learned we actually call those a lot of times the Kansas City strip. So uh is one of those strips, whichever side of the uh the, yeah, yeah. The- <laughs> everywhere except Oklahoma. <laughs> you know, but then he's got his Monte Cristo and he scrolls his video, right? Got his Monte Cristo sitting there, then he's got his his black label uh is wonderful right his whiskey's out his johnny walker and you just go man it all looks great nicely done if you wouldn't have said first timer how'd i do and i would (laughs) have given you some good props but now i gotta give you some Uh, shit right yeah it is a strange guy right like you can tell by the look of a steak or polishing a hood or whatever if it's good or not right like Steak is pretty easy to figure out whether you've done it right or you've done it wrong. And so it's kind of like one of those interesting things. Like you said, they're just looking for validation, but it's like, guy, you just put on this big show. You obviously knew it turned out well. Just just say, hey, look, this is this is this is what I did and leave it alone. All right. So you did say, I mean, it's true. We see a lot in the paint correction world. And they love to do that inside those groups, you know. First time, how'd I do? And it's, you know, it's great. But what about PPF? I mean, I, I don't really see in, oh. anybody in the PPF hmm. world going, first yeah. time, how'd I do it? Unless well, maybe it's a meme or something, right, where they're making no, fun no, of it's, somebody. It, it's, it's there in the Facebook group, but you know what it is. They do a lot of, how do you get this spot to lay down? It's my first time. First time doing this car. What would you do? Right? So it's more of like, first time, I have a problem. First time I got an issue, first time doing this car, that's their first time in most of that world. Okay, so it's actually legit, like asking a real question. Well, no, they, like- they, also, they also have it from the standpoint of, you know, always bringing up first time. They just do it in more places, right? They just do it, you know, I, the big one is first time using this software. How do I get this to do that? And you're like, uh, just call the software company. They'll walk you through it. It takes like three seconds to to figure it out. And and they all got 800 numbers that they pick up. So, yeah, that's that's the big thing in the PPF groups. I definitely don't see it. And this is where it would be funny is, hey, first time doing Alcatara, how would I do it? Right? They, 
That's one you definitely don't ever see or hear. Hey, first timer working on an interior of a car. You definitely don't see that at all. But there's, it is definitely something that people always ask about, though. Okay, so do I need to do something a little bit different when I'm seeing this weird type of material? Right? There's some people that yeah. don't even actually know what Alcaterra is or the different services that go into a vehicle. Do we have leather anymore? Is it all vinyl leather? That's a question we always toss back and forth. We got to definitely say, right, like throughout most every interior that you're going to go into, except certain very, very certain elite vehicles, it's yep. not going to be original leather like we used to know in those King Ranch style it's a yep. pleather. It's, you know, it's a vinyl leather. Clean it yeah. however you want. But when you're going to go do all that, plus you got to mix in Alcatara, mix in these different styles, there really should be just revive is when somebody's going to use a product. How do you guys, I mean, but walk us through what you do with revive and Alcatara. Give us some of those yeah. deep insights to what you guys do. Yeah. So look, if it's, if it's lightly used, let's say somebody has like something like a McLaren where they have Alcantara steering wheels or Porsches or whatever, you're absolutely going to need to touch those up all the time, especially if the car's being driven, right? Like Alcantara steering wheels to me look awesome. I love them. Boy, they wear horribly. And especially for those that, that don't understand it, that it takes a high level of care as an owner to make sure that that steering wheel always looks good. So I think the important thing and the great thing about revive is it is an all in one type of interior detailer slash cleaner, but it's also gentle. You know, remember APC, although is not the harshest chemical in the world has some harshness to it because it's got a lot of things that make it very, very, very cleaner, heavy. Revive is a little more balanced. It's not so harsh. So when you come into contact with something like Alcantara, you take, you know, the Scrub Monster, you take, you know, a, a little interior dedicated handheld brush with a little bit softer bristle on it, whatever you want, and you agitate that Alcantara with the cleaner. You don't spray the cleaner all in the Alcantara and get it drenched. That's that's not going to give get you anywhere except trouble. All right, so so what, yeah, thank you, trouble. What trouble does it do if we spray too much, even Revive, which is safe on it? What happens if you overspray and put too much spray on Alcantara? You'll get that crunchy feel, right? Because you got to get the cleaner out of the Alcantara. So there's a second part of this. Now I've agitated it. I've taken my towel. I've wiped it. I see things are coming off. Now I keep wiping it, you know, maybe more cleaner. All of a sudden, my towel comes back clean. Well, now you gotta you gotta enter in another step, in my opinion. For the Tornador lovers out there, this would be a time to use it. For those hey. that have you know like to work a little bit more efficiently, just go ahead and use direct air. And you're going to need to get the cleaner out of there. Meaning, you don't want any semblance of the cleaner staying in that Alcantara because then there's a likelihood that if that keeps building up over cleaner out cleaning after cleaning after cleaning, you're going to start to feel that there's not that suppleness, that softness to that Alcantara. We run into this on a specific Lexus that we take care of, that it's all Alcantara on the armrest. I mean, I told our customer the minute I saw it, I said, just so we're clear, you know, body lotion, body oil, sunscreen, this, this thing is going to be susceptible. The way we've been able to do it is by using Revive, keeping it cleaned, keeping it maintained, 
and using a little bit of air at the end to make sure all that cleaner comes out of the fibers. All right. So let's, let's do a little scenario type game. And let's say I'm a, I'm a guy with a Porsche. I met uh, a hybrid clean distributor at a car show and he was telling me about revive, but you know, I'm not sure about air. I don't have air at house. You know, what, what else can I use? I'm going to pick up the, the scrub monster or a little brush. I'm going to use revive, going to grab the, the workaholic towel, maybe even grab, uh, you know, one of the other towels. You and I both also enjoy a different towel on the inside because it's so much plusher, such a super nice towel. We're going to recommend it. I'm sure you'll get into that. But yeah. if we can't, uh, you know, use those and we don't have air. I mean, yeah, you're just going to have to excessively continue to dry it with a towel. And that like where, that'd be, yeah, so that'd be the where the versatile comes yeah. in because it can just keep soaking things up a little bit more. The workaholic's meant for that, right? Just continuous work, but it's not meant to absorb as much as something like the versatile. But here's a great little trick. You know those little keyboard cleaners, cans? Hey man, I can't get an air compressor. Maybe you're a detailer just starting out. I can't I can't get an air compressor into my setup. Grab those little keyboard cleaner cans and then you'll have it to help you get some things out of tight areas, you know, things in 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 the uh, you know, the dash like air vents, etc. That could be a a a stopgap for the time you don't have an air compressor. I would say though, you can get it done by a don't oversaturate that thing, that that piece of Alcantara on the steering wheel or armrest or door, or whatever. Do everything onto the scrub monster or onto a brush. That'll help you not oversaturate it. Don't spray product directly into it because you don't have any air. Shouldn't really do that anyway. But the reality is if you don't have air, you really don't want to do it. And now you're going to work little by little. You can add product it's very hard to take out the product, right? So just remember, it's like you can always add salt to your food. It's really hard to take the salt out of your food when it's oversalted. It's the same thing with a chemical like Revive and a piece like Alcantara, because the reality is, man, once it gets oversaturated, you're in a place where you're going to have to work really hard to get all that saturation out. And by the way, that oversaturation didn't help you clean any better either. All right, so I do got to talk about a video that I saw with the guy that, you know, in this this seat kind of looked like, let's just call it a Nissan seat, right? So it wasn't even a, an elite type of vehicle. Nice vehicle, right? I mean, I have a Nissan. I'm a, I am I like it. But you have a lot of those type of seats or a Mazda seat that might have a, a leather, a pleather, a vinyl leather on part of it, and then a suede type look that we're not going to say that, you know, Mazda's putting on Alcatara. So, but it's also this some type of suede type fabric that people will see, you know, they'll question, well, how do I clean this? Cause I've got a leather seat, then this suede type of uh, material. And I, I watched a video of a guy using a, a real stiff type, it's, it was almost looked like a toothbrush, but it was bigger than a toothbrush and it was matted down with these like hard bristles that were just matted. And he was scrubbing away and super excited about yeah. putting his video out about scrubbing down these seats and i just go ouch there's yeah. so many people that don't understand great there's there's a product but then there's also the tool right the we talk about tools i know in paint correction but the tool of interior detailing listen <laughs> i 
yeah, there's brushes that'll scrub, but there's also brushes that'll do damage. It's a big yeah. reason why we've got the scrub monster. It, it fits really great in your hand. You love when you go to scrub and push down and it has enough density. You can actually push and scrub and those, those like felt type fibers at, at one side of it yeah. really do pull up so much out of a leather and a suede type seat. Yeah. And you're talking about now damaging fibers, right? You're, you're, you're pulling and yanking every time you, you sit there and use that really stiff, you know, matted down, overworn. Here's probably a reality most of us at times don't do is those brushes have a lifespan. You know, it's time to toss it out. It's time to be done with it. It's time to get a new one. As we know, detailers, not the first people to throw stuff out and spend five bucks on a brush or 10 bucks on a brush. The, the reality is you can do a ton of damage. I mean, we see this with the drill brush. I see a lot of guys using a drill brush. Hey, man, it is effective. But if you didn't pick the right head to put on the, the end of that and it's too stiff, you're going to see all of that, those fibers get kind of ripped up and torn. And all of a sudden you look back and you're, you're finishing your detail and you go, man, that seat doesn't look very good. It's kind of peeling up, so to speak. And you go, what the hell happened? It's like, well, look, man, aggression is needed on a really bad interior. We all understand that. There's going to have to be some level of aggression to get this nasty dirt out. But there really is a dividing line. There's a real fine line of too much aggression and just enough aggression. And it does come down to the tool. Like you said, your brush is looking worn and matted and it's got all this cleaner that's probably caught up in it. And it's, it's run its life. You, you got to get rid of it, man. I mean, they're not supposed to last forever and, and can do an extreme amount of damage on the modern you know, seat like Nissan and so many companies put in. I think the other part, and I'll bounce this off you. One of the things that I'm seeing kind of, you know, let's, let's use the word revived in detailing is the overuse or the improper use of a carpet extractor. Mm. Okay. So on the interior of a vehicle, you and I have seen real horror stories with carpet extraction. I mean, the moldy smell that gets left behind, all these different types of things. The weird thing is it kind of went away. People got more into steam. They saw the safety in steam. And now all of a sudden, with the emergence of TikTok, Instagram, whatever, we've seen the extractor kind of out in the open more. So let me walk you through a process that I saw, and let's bounce it back and forth of the problem areas with the extractor detailers this happens on a million pages it's not one video they'll spray an ample amount of whatever cleaner they're using on the carpet they'll then use the drill brush so now you see all this foam you see all this dirt all this grime okay you've lifted the dirt and then all of a sudden that extractor starts hitting it and you can see the water mm. squirting out the side so of the satisfying. extractor head and so it's like satisfying. wow that's really cool then the second pass, there's more water. And the third pass, there's more water and more water and more. And you're going, uh-oh. I mean, the horror stories you and I have seen, the extractor is an awesome tool. I mean, it's almost unrivaled to get that level of clean out of anything else on your carpets. But how easily can it go wrong? <laughs> how often does it go wrong, maybe? I right, listen, I satisfying is what I kept saying because 
it is so satisfying. I love, and it really irritated me. Mighty was the general type of extractor yeah. that I think is sort of like the Cadillac of the industry in a sense. It yeah. is, is up there a little bit above everybody, but it's not a Lamborghini where there's others that, right? Like yeah, it's yeah. a good Cadillac mainstream company puts out a good extractor. And, and when they, they would have some that were that metal yeah. with the claw and then some that they released later that have the clear. And what was awesome about that is you could see it pull oh, yeah. as you go. And that's, what's awesome. So on carpets, I love to use extractor and I would do a lot of that same thing. Like you talk about, man, that, that wholesale car wash mobile. I'm just grimy getting all this nasty mom car minivan. You bet I'm extracting. I'll even, there was times that you ever probably not. I am not too proud to say there was moments. I even put a water hose in the floorboard to get out as much junk as I could because the extractor yep. just didn't put as much yep. moisture down in the carpets to get everything out. So I would almost flood out the carpet. And that was, that was actually kind of how you were taught when the extractor was breaking down. You could unhook the hose, remember? You mm -hmm. could unhook the hose to the head and you could put extra water. And now you're talking about wholesale cars, right? You're talking about cars that are so bad. They may be running through an auction later. They may, you know, you don't know what but, the dealer is going to do. But I also said Mommobile. I know I'll put myself in there too. I did it on some Mommobiles. And I know that plenty of detailers, mobile or shop, will, from the video you've seen, go straight into these Mommobiles that have and or, listen, we have a lot of red clay here in Oklahoma. We have a lot of people that deal with oil trucks and people that have been out in the, the farms or stuff like that. And they have to interject a lot of liquids into the carpets to break all that stuff down and get it out. Yeah. Here it goes. The, the thing as you talked about, and this is what makes it fun because you are more of that steamer type of guy, but yep. throughout here, most people still use the extractor. But the problem that does happen is if you don't get all that moisture out. Now, if you've got a, uh, a carpet that is a, a pad that you can put it out in the sun or if you can do the heat, but not everybody wants to turn the car on and have a heat or if you can't roll the windows down. And so people won't go through all that. Right. And they'll forget yeah. or they don't know that they've got to do all that. And they just put all that moisture into it. Yeah. But I'll actually say this because you could do all that stuff, but I've always felt and again, this is just me and the experience I have with extractors. I started the same way as you. I There's nothing wrong with an extractor properly used. Actually, it's an excellent tool when used properly. We just see so many people not using it properly, right? And overusing the water feature and not using the suction quite enough. The problem, like you said, let's say I can open up all the doors out in the sun. Let's say I can turn the heat on. Let's say I even have a carpet blower like you see in restoration of houses, and I can put that in there. I always felt, even if I did everything right, because I've put all that moisture in there, there's a 0% chance it's going to get completely dry. It doesn't matter what I do. And even when it dries, you still get that smell of all that water being introduced. And that's what's interesting is we have so many better products now you know, enzymes and carpet cleaners and neutralizers and all these different things that can go into a carpet system. You don't really need all that heavy heat, right? You don't need five gallons of cleaner and 12 drill brushes. I mean, 
you can get a lot done by just using the proper chemical and getting it on an area. You don't need the oversaturation the way you once did. I mean, I think you would say that pretty clearly. I mean, you didn't have 52 different options of, of chemicals to use on an interior. Now you have whole carpet systems, which ours is in the works. You have entire carpet systems that you should just be getting things lightly damp. And through that cleaner and through the proper process, you should be able to get most of it out. And so the extractor can still be important, but you're not doing anywhere near the amount of damage and introducing all this water to the interior under the modern way of cleaning a carpet. Don't you agree? Agreed. And and the cool thing about the, as we put out our cart system, carpet system, is the new technology that goes into the chemicals, like you mentioned, previously... What, what people don't understand is previously when you would spray like your APC or just this general cleaner is you mentioned about matting down Alcatara and, and, and having a, that little bit of crunchiness to it. What people don't realize and the, the thing that we don't talk heavily enough in the quote unquote industry about is, hey, when you use an extractor, you definitely, and this has always been my opinion, you never put a chemical in that uh, extractor solution. You need a fresh water rinse because you have to get all that cleaner out of the fibers, but so many people don't understand that and don't go that far with it, and they leave chemical that shouldn't be in the fibers, and it gets crunchy, and it actually it tracks the dirt, and it yep. makes it dirtier for the next time. And the, next, and the part, next part of that is, is that where you'll see these guys get all this foam coming out of the carpet. Oh, I did this drill brush. It's really satisfying on a video, but now your extraction time is 10 times longer because you're trying to get all this foaminess out of the carpet. And if you don't get every single piece of foam out, the other thing is you're going to cause a lot of wicking back of stains, which a lot of guys don't realize. People will say, well, you didn't do this. You didn't do that. The other thing is you could just have cleaner in there. You didn't get the cleaner out. And so the cleaner has this thing trapped in the seat or have this, has this thing trapped in the carpet. And it's like, if you would have got all that foam out, all this stuff would have come out. But the, the problem is you got so much foam on the carpet, so much foam on the seat, you had no chance to get it out except for keep getting it wet. And now you're chasing the wetness. Now you're chasing more foam. And now, and all of a sudden you're at the end of the rope and you go, that looks good. And then two days later, the customer calls and goes, my interior smells and these five stains came back, what happened? And a lot of guys would go, well, they used the wrong chemical. Yeah. I mean, that's part of it. But the other part is there was just excessive amount of cleaner trapped in those seats, trapped in the carpet, trapped in all those things, because you thought the foam looked cool on the video and didn't realize it was creating 10 times as much work on the other end for you to extract it out of there. All right. So I'm looking forward to seeing more people in the specialist group talking about how they clean interiors and using Revive. This will be exciting to see. Great talk. Yeah. We'll see you guys next week.